Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, afternoon, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe you are all doing well, my son, right? God bless you, Eti. God bless you, son. May the Lord increase your grace in the name of Jesus. Please, I hope everybody is doing well. Jesus. Hallelujah. Please, can you all hear me? Is it clear now? All right. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I'm very, very excited this wonderful afternoon because the Lord has spoken to me that this day is about to unveil many of you here. 
is about to unveil you into the place of destiny fulfillment. Hallelujah. We are going to laugh and laugh and laugh because of that which God is about to do in our midst. Hallelujah. It is a moment of laughter, people of God. It is a moment of laughter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we give God all the praise and all the glory. Hey, I don't know what the enemy is trying to do to you, but just shake it off. Are you with me? Shake off that depression. Shake off that emotional stress. Shake off that kind of you know, relationship troubles and marital issues. Shake them off by laughter. Are you with me? Great. Shake them off. People of God, laughter is medicine that increases the energy of the soul. Laughter is medicine that increases the energy of the soul. Hallelujah. And as we engage the spirit, that is why there is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, which is laughter. When the Holy Spirit comes upon some people, there are moments they begin to laugh. They laugh. They laugh. You don't need anybody to joke before you laugh. Are you following? It is a moment of laughter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to Jesus. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. If you don't want me to shout, share the link. Share the link. Share the link. Share the link. Thank you, Jesus. But whilst we are sharing the link, I don't know, but the angel of the Lord is pointing hands, he's pointing his finger to something right now in a vision to me. And I am looking at something like a date of birth, written like 8th of August. Anybody here that was born on the 8th of August, I want to pray for you. If you were born on the 8th of August, I want to pray for you. If you were born on the 8th of August, I want to pray for you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Keep sharing the link, keep sharing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Alright, somebody said my mom. Somebody said my little sister and my mom. Okay. Keep sharing. Hallelujah. Something amazing is going to happen to us this very afternoon. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep sharing the link. Keep sharing the link. It is a moment of joy and laughter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, one of the things that the enemy will try to use, you know, to prevent you from having peace, is that he will let your focus be on what you don't have. He will always shift your focus to what he's doing in your life that you have not been able to conquer. 
He will always bring your needs before you, the needs you don't have now. And it will look like life is so difficult and you don't even know what to do. This is one of the schemes of the enemy in order to prevent believers from walking in the fullness of God's joy. And I want you to know this. You see, sometimes trying to conquer the adversary in that area is not only by prayer. Are you with me? You need to have an intentional mindset of rejoicing. Are you listening to me? Be intentional on that, on that wise. You know, there are many of us, we get um, affected by the emotional state. Let me tell you, do you know that when God tells you to rejoice, He is not trying to let you, He's not telling you to be happy. There is a difference between rejoicing and being happy. They are not the same. You can be happy when things begin to work for you physically. When emotionally you feel good. Then you can be happy. But when God is telling you to rejoice, it is a command. It, it does not matter whether you are feeling good or not. He said, rejoice and again I say. It is a command. It is like Jesus telling you to love. Telling you to love your wife as a husband. Whether your wife is misbehaving, no matter what your wife is doing in the house, he said, love your wife. Are you, are you with me? Anytime a commandment is given, your own part is to obey. Your obedience should not be affected by the other party. Are you listening to me? And if you are able to understand this, the enemy will lose grip over many areas of your life. Because when he touches your children and you are still rejoicing and praying, rejoicing and praying, he will know that no, he has conquered. Because there are three main things, I've said this, this thing here before, three main things that the enemy will attack in a man's life. And these three things are the pillars of the kingdom of God inside a man. Three main things that the devil will always attack in a man's life. And they are also the pillars in the pillars of the kingdom of God in a man's heart. That means that when these three pillars are attacked or broken, a man can leave God and become a follower of idols. The first one is joy. The second one is peace. And the third one is righteousness. Any attack of the enemy against a believer is to break any of these pillars. So he will put issues in your ma ma marriage so that you will not have peace in your matrimonial home. And once peace is attacked, you don't have any joy. And when joy is also attacked, the last thing that is attacked is righteousness. At that moment, you don't want to follow the right way to achieve things. So problem can be upon people for so long that they will be tempted to go to a fetish priest for solution. Because joy and peace are already out of the person's life. And once you go to a fetish priest, what you are going to do there is that you have handed over your soul to them. So they will begin to attack your soul gradually till they win your whole soul. That is why it is never 
you know, you should never ever in your life try to take another means that is ungodly to solve a problem because that problem has not been solved. You have rather increased your problems. Are you listening to me? Somebody took your money. The thing affected you. You didn't know what to do. A friend said, oh, I know a man. When you go, you tell you the issue. I told you a story of a certain guy who came to church in the year 2019. And by prophetic ministration, the Lord opened my eyes to see that the soul of the young man is being controlled by an evil altar. How did that happen? In the year 2015, somebody stole his money and a friend led him to a fetish priest. He just went there to know the one that took the money. That was all. He didn't even spend two minutes at the place. But from that day, his life has been hijacked. Everything about his life is being controlled. So anytime trouble happens to him, he feels like going back to the place to, to make enquiries. Now that is how they do. They will lure you. That is why the devil, the first assignment of the enemy is that he's a thief. And as a thief, he came to steal. Are you with me? That is why all these three things inside you, they are stolen by the enemy. He steals them. So he will try to steal your joy. I hope you have heard of that. He will try to steal your joy. He will steal your peace. And he will also steal your righteousness. So hear me, child of God. Most of us, when married, things are not going well in the marriage, we get so affected that we don't even want to go to church. When it happens like that, there is something wrong. Because you go to church and see some people dancing. The guy that is leading the praise and worship is going through tough time in his marriage. But he's dancing, sweating everywhere, rejoicing. That is the way to conquer the enemy. That is one of the strongest ways to hit the enemy so hard. That you will not, you, I will not allow what you are doing to steal my joy. Are you listening to me? And let me tell you, this one, you need to be intentional about it. Because if you are not intentional about the matter, the enemy can use false emotional state to push you away from them. I'm telling you. So when it comes to you being joyful, it should not be on the premise of any physical thing that you got money so you are rejoicing. No, that is happiness. Are you listening to me? Happiness is linked to a feeling and also linked to physical, when physical things begin to go well. But when it comes to joy, joy is a pillar in the kingdom of God deep inside us. It does not correspond to any physical thing. Are you following? And there are many of, you see, some of you live a certain kind of life and you have certain um, philosophies that you, are, you, you move by. So if only the thing can make you happy, do it. Is that not what most of you say? Do what makes you happy. That is not destiny. That is not destiny. And if you focus on these things, eh, you become worse. You will never be a, a, a true believer. 
Because what makes you happy is not what makes another man happy. If you, there are people when they drink alcohol and they smoke 18 rolls of cigarette, that is what makes them happy. Because the thing is hinged on a physical thing. And those physical things are controlled by spirits. Are you following? God bless you, man of God. Man of God, Uncle Ben, the Lord bless you and increase and increase his grace on your life. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. So please, I'm trying to help you. You see, the kind of Christianity we are building in this time is focused on material things. So if you have been in church for two years and you have not received any material things, you say, ah, Charlie, I think God, is, God does not like me. You want to leave the church because your whole life is built on getting money, getting marriage, get, getting a visa. These things are good. They are good. But if they are able to steal your joy, then there is a problem. It means you have built your whole life on these earthly things. And you need to stay focused. Amen. Hallelujah. It can only take the Holy Ghost to let somebody be laughing and be happy and be so joyful deep inside him when things are not going well. Because you are a married man. In your matrimonial home, there is no money. You know, when men don't have money, they can't think straight. And you see, most of the times, it is in the period where when men don't have money that some women also become troublesome. You see that thing? When there is no money in the house, some of the women, they don't listen to anything. So there will always be contention in a house where there is no money. It will only take two people who have understanding about what joy, peace, and righteousness is and have decided that they will drown themselves in that kind of pillar and will never be moved. It will only take two people like that to stay in a marriage that there is no money. Else, one will leave the other. I'm telling you. These are the things we need to grow in, people of God. So when you see a believer whose joy is intact, no matter what, who is peaceful, no matter what. So Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not of this world. So you see, the world has a certain joy. It is called happiness. The world has a certain peace. And the world has a right way that they live. That they call it their righteousness. So all these pillars of our kingdom, the, kingdom of, the kingdoms of this world, they also have their own. And if you subscribe to the the kingdoms of this world and their way of life. My, my dear sister, my dear brother, you would think that God is not a good God. I'm telling you, you might even, I'm telling you, you get to a point where you say, ah, I think, I think, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of this thing called Christianity. You know, I'm, I'm so, I just, let me be, let me just be. It is because the foundation is wrong. The foundation is wrong. Are you following? Yes. 
The foundation is wrong. So we need to build. And sometimes the problem is how we got saved. How we got saved. Some of us, we believed in Jesus because of what a certain evangelist preached. And he preached so serious about hell that we were afraid. So we believed in Jesus because we wanted to escape hell. Until now. That is what the gospel is to some people. Whenever they go out to preach the gospel, it is now about heaven and hell. Where will you spend eternity? Either heaven or hell. See? Where will you spend eternity? On the other four. See, I am not going to say, we are here for now. The other four. Hallelujah. Amen. See? I'm not laughing at them, but that is not the gospel. That is not. What, have you read your Bible at all? Say, so go ye into all the world and make disciples unto me, teaching them. Teaching them. You should teach them. Jesus. And there are some of you cry, you are Christians, you are in church. When, we, when you hear that Jesus is coming soon, now you, you just want to, hey, Jesus is coming soon. Hey, Jesus is coming. Hey, you are, you, you are, you are sitting on a wrong, a wrong foundation. You, I'm telling you, you need to run to a, a better place. I'm telling the truth. If you are here and you hear that Jesus is coming soon and you are afraid, you have, you have received a wrong message. I'm telling the truth. You have received a wrong message and you have believed it. Why should your husband be coming to you and you are afraid? Why? Your husband, the one we have been longing for, that we have been saying, Maranatha, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come. Now he's coming, you want to run. There is a wrong message you have believed. I'm telling the truth. Go into the scriptures. You will know what I'm talking about. You see these young, young people, they call themselves evangelists. They will listen to some evangelists, they will just bring two speakers, offering Bose Bagaya. They come and preach and put fear in people for five minutes and take offering for 85 minutes. Amen. And they can tell you that what I'm about to say, I'll get problem, but I'll say it. I've asked this question before. Now, I am a prophet by God's grace. Now, let's say I prophesy to Ruth. Ruth, you are here. I'm seeing someone here, Ruth. So, Ruth, I want to prophesy to you. This is what the Lord is telling me to tell you, Ruth. It won't be long. In the next six years, He's about to lift you and make you great. And the Lord will open a glorious marital door for you that will take you to the United States of America. For I saw in the spirit a passport. And inside the passport, the Lord showed me a certain name like Amosi. And as I was looking at the name Amosi, I began to see that there was a visa even of the United... You are Amosi, a, a, a visa of the United States of America in that visa. And the Lord told me to tell you 
that get ready for he's about to open a great door even for your life and it is going to be through this dawn that he god will let your marital glory be seen and the lord said hey, that is not all he's about to open a new realm even of grace on your life for there is a call of god on your destiny and the Lord, through that call on your life, will be a great blessing to many women. It won't be long, for I saw myself standing in a certain place, like a conference hall, and I saw you holding microphone with a lot of women there, and you were preaching and teaching them the wisdom of the will of God. The Lord said, get ready, a new realm of glory is about to come upon you. In Jesus' precious mighty name, I call it that. Now, there is an example. <laughs> Amen. Now, there is an, I'm just trying to explain something. There is an example. So, looking at this, according if we analyze the word of God, the prophetic word that came, this example is telling us something that God wants to do for our dear sister. And according to God's plan, in the next six years to come, she said this example there, I love it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, God is about to release a glorious marriage first, a visa to the US, and it is in that place that God will raise our dear sister as a great woman of influence. And the Lord gave us a timeline. He said, within the next six years, our sister will be great. Now, listen to this. Let's say our dear sister has gone to another church and the evangelist is telling our sister after she has received this prophecy. So now our sister has believed that in the next six years something great will happen in her life. So she has started praying and fasting and sowing seeds into all these things so that they will manifest. But she went to a certain church and the pastor, the evangelist told her that Jesus can come now at any time. He can come today, even right now. Now, her sister is confused. Ah, you are God's servant. The prophet too is God's servant. He told me that the Lord said within the next six years I will be this. But you are telling me Jesus can come at any time. And when he comes, what will happen to my prophecy? Now, the prophecy is God's word. And what the man of God is preaching to, he says it is the word of God. So now, is God contradicting himself or who is, who is right? The prophet and the evangelist. Who is right? No, are you are you getting what I'm saying? You see, and the problem is the the evangelists don't understand why Jesus is supposed to come. They don't know why he's coming. Now, if I ask you, why will Jesus come again? Many of you will not even know. Many of you don't even know why Jesus is coming back. You don't know. And you say, man of God, the Bible, the Bible said that Jesus, that Jesus, so grandma, but this, that it is nowhere found in the Bible. Who told you? Where, where is it in the Bible that he will come like Awenad? But, huh? Where is it? There is nothing like that in the Bible. That Jesus will come like Awenadi. Show me the scripture. You will read the book of Genesis to Revelation 18. You will never find it anywhere. But we have pushed it. So they say, the Bible said, quote it. Quote it for us to hear. 
Now, I'm not saying Jesus will not come. He will come. Bah. Jesus will come. But there is a reason why he's coming. Do you know that when Jesus is coming, he's coming as a, as, as a husband about to marry his bride. I hope you know that. So the coming of the Lord is a wedding feast. It is a wedding. Right now, the Holy Ghost is preparing us. You know, when you go to the Jewish understanding of marriage, that is how it works. When a son sees a woman that he wants to marry, he will go to the father and tell the father, Daddy, I saw a woman I want to marry. The father will say, okay, fine. Now you sit down. Let me work on it. So now the father will go to the lady's family and say, "Ah, my son came to see one of your, your, your daughters here and he wants to marry that daughter of yours. Say, oh, okay, fine. So the father will now ask, what are some of the things we need to bring? This and this and this and that. Then they will tell the father. Now the father will go. So the father will sit down with the lady's family and he will now, they will determine the date that the marriage is supposed to happen. So even the son himself, he does not even know the date he will marry. Unless the father. Because he's the one that discussed. That is why Jesus said, no one knows the day of his return. Except the father, which is in heaven. So it is the father that knows the day that he will tell the son, the son, go and marry. Now, what the father is also looking for is that the father knows the son very well. And he knows the kind of woman that the son loves. But this woman that the father came to see, the, the, the demeanor and the character of the woman does not suit the, the son that this man has. So now, the father will send a friend a friend of the son to come and be with the woman to teach the woman and learn the ways of the son who is about to marry her so that she will now learn and walk in perfect will and teach you that no the kind of the man that is about to marry you and he does not like this so learn how to and that son that friend of the son who has come to help us to know the will of the son that is about to marry us is the holy ghost that is why when Jesus died and was, he said, I will go to the Father and plead if he will send the Spirit to you. So the Spirit is actually the friend of Jesus, but it is the Father that can send. Now, the Spirit has come to us to teach us. What is he teaching us? He's teaching us how to walk circumspectly so that there will be no spot or wrinkle within us. So that when the Son comes, he will now see the perfect bride. Then you say, ah, Father, I thank you. You have given me a good woman to marry. So the reason why the Holy Ghost is in us here is to take away some debris. He's supposed to take things out of us so that we will suit the Son. So when Jesus is coming, now that is why the Bible said, the day when we have become pure, the day when everything within us suits that of the, of the Son, then the Bible said, the Spirit and the Bride will say, come. Are you following? So now, after the Holy Ghost has done his work, and he now sees that the church is so pure, that the church is so pure, that the son can now come and marry. The Bible said in the book of Revelation chapter 22, verse 7, and this, verse 17, Revelation 22, 7, the Bible said, and the spirit, who is the Holy Ghost, and the bride, who is as the church, will say, come. So now, the Holy Ghost will join hands with us and will cry unto the son. The son, come and marry us. 
it is in this that voice will be heard by the father then when the father hears that he will know that it is time for my son to come and marry then he will send jesus so when jesus is coming to the earth once again he is coming as a husband coming for his bride now look at the bride we are running away because we don't even know these things we don't even know You see, you see what the problem is? And you see, when women want to marry, huh? <laughs> when women want to marry, oh, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem in our gospel, in our message. Nobody is teaching us right. It looks like they have thrown the Bible away and they are saying what they feel. They are not preaching the thing. That is why right now you would need the Holy Ghost more than anything. Because you, you don't even know the son. He saw you and told the father. You don't even know how many of us saw Jesus before we believed in him. We never saw him. It was the Holy Ghost God that convicted us. That the preaching they are preaching to us about Jesus is true. Then we believe. He's the one doing everything. Preparing us. So Jesus, the Bible says Jesus is coming for a church without spots and wrinkles. And those spots and wrinkles can be taken out of us by the Holy Ghost. That is why if we decide not to walk with the Holy Spirit. We, we can. You see? So let me tell you the truth. If the church has not become a pure bride, Jesus is not coming. Learn this because in the next 50 years, you will still be hearing people say, Repent, the kingdom of God is in the next hundred years. You will hear the same. Was it not John the Baptist that started it? Even Jesus himself said it. Where are they? They are dead and gone. And Jesus has not come as they said he will come. Because to you, he's coming to come and kill people, to send people to hell. And they, you don't understand, you just don't understand. You, 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 you just sit there, don't repent, you see? You, 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 no, 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 no. May the Lord help us and grant us grace in the name of Jesus. When you look at yourself and there is masturbation, you look at yourself and there is fornication, you look at yourself, there is pride. You look at yourself, you see all these things. It means you are not giving the Holy Spirit full control over your life. That is what you need to do now. Give yourself to the Holy Spirit. You will start taking all these things out of you. Once He's taking these things out of you, now listen, before the, the, the groom will even come and marry you, the Spirit and you are going to fulfill a certain mandate here on this earth. Are you following me? Yes. So the Spirit is with you here. He said, fellowship with me. And I will teach you the deep secrets. That is why Paul told us 
in First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 down, Paul began to teach us. He said, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. What God the Father has prepared for them that love him. That he said, But they have been revealed to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Nobody knows Jesus like the Holy Ghost. Nobody. Nobody. And if you want to know him, the one you are about to marry, he has sent you his friend. Are you following? Brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, Friends and loved ones, I beg you, I beg you, if we don't understand some of these things, you see, those that are going to a place of darkness are those who don't have Christ. And let me say this. When the spirit or the friend of Jesus came to us to teach us about Jesus. He said, oh, there are some gifts that Jesus said that he should give to us. So once you are you open your heart, the first gift is called salvation. The first gift is called salvation. Now, you can decide to take that gift or not. If you take that gift, it means you have accepted that the friend should be with you and teach you. If you if you don't receive that gift, you can't you can't come to the Lord, the one that is about to marry. Are you following? But when you receive the gift of salvation, then He will create a well inside you. Now that well contains waters, and those waters are to bring to life whatever is dead whether in your life or in the lives of others now this water that was is, that is inside you as a well is not supposed to just be a well but rather it's supposed to be a river that is flowing because you would need a lot of effort to draw waters out of the well are you following Hear me, child of God. If you understand these basic things in Scripture, when the Holy Ghost speaks to you and it is not about Christ, you will know the kind of spirit that no, this one is not the Holy Ghost. I hope you understand it. Anytime a voice speaks to you and it does not bring joy, peace, and does not lead you in the way of righteousness, you can quickly decode that no, this voice is not from the Spirit of God. It is from a different spirit. That is why even during the prophetic, when we prophesy and it is about something that the devil is doing, God will actually cause us to speak into your mind about how he is delivering you so that fear will not enter your heart because God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. But first, the spirit of love 
Are you with me? So any prophet that will prophesy to you that, hey sisters, you are about to die. You cannot do anything about it. Sorry. Go, go and die. When you hear that kind of voice, know the kind of spirit that the voice is coming from. Are you listening to me? Because one hallmark of false prophets is to put fear in your heart. And once they put fear in your heart, they can start controlling you. They can control you, take, extort every money from you, and still be putting pressure on you. They will call you, ah, I saw you. No, 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 you have to, you have to sow a seed. This is if you, if, as you die, this, by the time you realize, you sell your house and give it to them. Are you listening to me? But in our time, believers are so weak in the understanding of God's word in such a way that people just deceive them. See, anybody that is trying to see something that all men are not really seeing can deceive believers. Nowadays, this one can be a Yenokre. Ah! You start deceiving people just like that. So, ah, you have been feeling a certain pain in your feet. Yes, oh man of God. Yes, yes, yes. Then uh, once you realize that the thing is true, <laughs> this guy is not taken. Child of God. So listen, Jesus is your husband. Are you with me? Jesus is you see when you go into God's technical plans, Jesus is your everything. He is your everything. And when we speak of everything, we begin to break it down into many levels. The first one is your brother. Because if God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, based on God's technicalities, is also our father, then Jesus is our brother. I hope you know that one. So in the dimension of Jesus becoming a son of God, and we also being born again to become God's sons. You know, the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become what? The sons of God. So that we can become as Jesus is. So during the moment, before the, during the beginning times, the only begotten of the Father was Jesus Christ. He was the only one that the Father had begot. But when we believed in Him, He also begot us by His Spirit. We were born again by the Spirit of God. So now, just as Jesus was born by God, we have also been born by God. Just that, the Bible said He is the first fruits. Of all creation. What does he mean? He's our elder brother. The first son that was born. Then we all also came from. So Jesus is our elder brother. When we speak of him as a son of God. But when we speak of the church. And we speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible spoke in the book of Revelation chapter 12. The word of the Lord said. 
a certain woman, a wonder happening in heaven, a certain woman who was clothed with the sun and had the moon under her feet and twelve stars around her head. That woman was pregnant and the woman was about to deliver. And the Bible said a dragon appeared and opened its mouth to devour the child that the woman would give birth to. But the Bible said when God saw that, immediately the woman delivered the hand of God snatched the child to heaven. Then the dragon got angry because if I'm about to devour the child and the child has been snatched to heaven, then you, the woman, I will trouble you. And the Bible said the dragon spilled waters out of its mouth to flood the woman. But the Bible said wings were given to the woman to fly to a different place. And the Bible said the child that the woman was giving birth to was a man child. A man child. Now, when you look at the church, the Bible even calls the church the body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body. And the Bible tells us that Jesus, he is the head. He is the head. Now, when you bring this into natural understanding, when you are about to give birth to a child, there is one part of the child that comes first for it to be a normal birth. What is that? Which part is that? The head. So now, in God's assignment, it's like you are not, we are, God is giving birth and the head of the child has now come. It means Jesus has fulfilled his assignment. It is now left with the rest of the body, which we are. Can you follow me? And there is nothing in a human body that is not controlled by the brain. The brain is in the head. So the controlling figure of the church should be with the Lord Jesus Christ. He teaches us what to do, then we do it. And also when you bring this matter into family, the Bible calls the husband the head of the family. I hope you know that. Good. So now, in this dimension, Jesus becomes the head. Then we, we have become the rest. Who, let me say, the wife is the head controlling us. Are you following? So when you go into the archives of God, Jesus is our everything. And when we speak of that everything, there are dimensions, technically. Are you following? If you understand these things, nobody can deceive you. If you understand these things, understand the gospel. The gospel. Huh? And the other time I explained that there are even many gospels. Because the word gospel means good news. If I call you and say, hey, your, your appointment letter has been released and you are happy. The news that I brought to you is a good news. And that is gospel. So I'm giving you a gospel because the word gospel means good news. That is why when you say gospel, you should bring of something. Because you should, not, you, you should what, what is the good news about? When somebody receives an appointment letter, it is a good news of his job. I hope you know that. Yes, when you receive your admission letter, it is a good news of your academic life. So every good news must have a theme. 
That is why in our kingdom, we have the gospel of Christ. We have the gospel of the kingdom. We have the gospel of God. When you bring all of them together, they are fulfilling one assignment, but they are different in their manifestation. So the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ speaks of his death and resurrection that forgave your sins and also brought you into alignment with God. This is what we preach when we go to the field. During evangelism, this is what we preach. We tell the people that all their sins have been forgiven by the Lord Jesus. And the only thing they need to do to enter into that rest is for them to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, when they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they now, we now bring them into the body of Christ, the church. Then we now start teaching them principles of the kingdom. Because if it is not the mysteries of the kingdom, they are specific things that God has given to certain people. It is only with the church. Are you listening to me? So when they believe in Jesus, oh God, Jesus has forgiven all my sins. He died for me. Oh, so amazing. Then, whilst they are, whilst the word is being preached, the spirit of God will be convicting people. And after he has even convicted the people, he will start releasing healings, miracles, signs and wonders. That is why every evangelist should be accompanied with miracles, healings, signs and wonders. And the miracles, the healings and the signs and wonders come to a place where it helps convict the people the more by the Holy Ghost to believe in the Lord Jesus. Now that they have believed in the Lord Jesus, that is not all. They need to grow. Then we begin to teach them the principle, the mysteries of the kingdom. We not tell them the gospel of God, we tell them the gospel of the kingdom. So once they are being built in the church, they will grow in the church and God has built them up in certain areas. Then by the mystery of the gospel of the kingdom, they will light themselves into the world. When they go ye into the world, they will make disciples unto the Lord Jesus. This is the assignment. There is no place where he made mention of hell. Hell is for those who do not believe in the Lord. Are you listening to me? If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, hell is a place that you your, yourself have decided to be. That is where your soul will launch itself to. But if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord is in your heart, you see, you don't just become pure automatically, no. Because before you believed in the Lord, you were living a kind of life. And all the memories of that life are in your soul. So it is the work of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God that will help you transform your soul by taking all those things out of you. So you become pure. Are you listening to me? Then the more you keep growing, your, your body will now also be conformed even to the image of Christ. And once that is done, then you will see that the Lord Jesus will descend. And the Bible said this time when he is descending, he will descend with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. And even those that are dead in Christ, they will rise. And we all will go and meet up with him in the air, not in heaven, in the air. Where is air? 
It is speaking of an atmosphere,、uh, an atmosphere, a particular setting, a certain manifestation of life. And the Bible said, just as he is, where he is, so shall we be. Many of you don't even know that when Jesus comes and he marries us, we are actually coming to rule. We are coming to rule on this earth as his King Jesus. We are also going to be kings. Then it is that moment where the king of kings will actually be fulfilled. So he's a king ruling over we the kings. We are going to rule with him with a scepter of righteousness. Amazing things like this. When you see your brother walking in a different life who will lose all these precious things, you go and tell, Brother, come to Jesus. It is not about money that you get, it is not about marriage that you get. You don't call people to come to Jesus to come and marry. That is not the gospel. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Because what you are trying to do. You will let people backslide when they come to Jesus and they don't see it. And that's what many of us, come to Jesus, everything will be fine. Come to Jesus, all your, all, you see? So people came to Jesus with only one mindset. They want to receive every, every good thing, they want to get money. So they thought that right now that I believe in Jesus, no, money should start coming to me. No, it does not work like that. Money is not the reason why we come to Jesus. There is a higher reason. When you come to Jesus, He will teach you how to make money easily. Yeah, He will show you these things. When you come to Jesus, He will tell you that, hey, I'm teaching you this. Marriage will help you. It will open this, this. It will help you fulfill that, my plan for your life. So, marry. There are people who come to Jesus. Jesus tells them that you, because of the assignment I've placed on you, don't marry. It happens. That is why you should not come to Jesus just because of. There are many people in our churches right now. If their marriages get to a place of divorce, they will never come to church again. They will never come to church again. If they lose their jobs, forget about Jesus and his church. Forget. I'm telling the truth. If they fall sick and the pastor does not come to the, their house to visit them, they will not go to church again. You are not serious. <laughs> so people even go to church so that at least when they die, they will get a group of people to come and bury them so that at least their funeral, plenty of people will be there. So, people can fool around, sad. You see, they, they don't even become genuine believers. They will become churchgoers because of what the church will give to them. <laughs> I remember one of my uncles, a very powerful wizard. Hey! This is my uncle. <laughs> he joined himself to a certain church. And when he joined himself to the church, Three weeks, you have just gone to the church. Within the next three weeks, you are sent a certain、um, funeral card 
to them that、hmm, my mother is dead. Meanwhile, my uncle's mother, who is my grandmother, my grandmother died before I was even born. Hey, uncle. <laughs> He caused somebody to take another woman's picture to create a certain postal. And, hey, and he said, Oh, Papa, you just came to the church three weeks ago. You have not even paid tithe before. <laughs> hey, <Wofa. laughs> and he said, Papa, please, we can't do it. It's not allowed. Ah, when the church said that, he said, It's okay, it's over between us. <laughs> he left the church. You see, so you go to church, you see plenty of people in there. Many of them are there for their own selfish purposes and reasons. I'm telling you. This is why, let me ask you why do you go to church? Why? Why? Why do you go to church? You don't know. Amen. May the gracious Lord help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So now, as a believer, if you are going for evangelism, what message are you going to preach? What message? You can't go and preach the gospel of the kingdom to the people. They will not understand、so、because it is full of mysteries and it must be decoded. Are you with me? So, you go and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak of his death, resurrection, and everything. If you get the chance, you can go to the Garden of Eden and explain things. And how Jesus has come to rectify every error that happened with Adam. And as you are preaching the gospel, Talking about the death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, just preach the gospel, leave the, the you see, leave the rest to the Holy Ghost because the Bible said the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation, it is God's power. As you are preaching the gospel, keke from a pure heart, power will follow, and that power is what raises the dead, that power is what brings healing, that power is what works miracles among people. Are you, are you following? Don't go and scare people. Don't go and tell them if you don't repent, you will go to hell. You will die and go to hell. You don't say that. Amen. If you do that, people will not be properly saved. And you are the one troubling the, the lives of these people. But may the Lord help us. And grant us divine grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. I believe we have been blessed.
Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So now when you go to church and your pastor is, is telling you, <laughs> you know they like that 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 term Niadofo. Beloved, my brethren, hear the word. You see, when you you see this is this is the issue. The church is a big place. That is why, if Jesus is everything to the church, the church is also everything to the world. Are you getting it? So the church is a school. The church is a hospital. The church is a workplace. It is everything. So as a school, we school ourselves in Christ. As a hospital, people will bring in sickness that is sin. We help them by the blood of Jesus and build them up gradually as medical doctors who have been trained in our specializations to help them. So when you have a brother in church that is into fornication, we don't point fingers and say, you look at what you, you are going to hell. It's, no, you will let the guy leave the church. Because that's what the devil is looking for. There are many people in church, the enemy is still running after them. The enemy is still running after them. And there is only one way. That is why Jesus said, the day Jesus was dying on the cross, some people were fornicating. Somebody was killing somebody that same day. But the Bible said, whilst we were yet sinners, whilst we were still in our sins, Jesus died. He did not say, ah, so you are sinning. Then fine. When you stop sinning, call me, I'll come and die for you. No. He died whilst we were still sinning. That is why it is not easy to, be, to become a pastor. It is not easy. <laughs> I remember one time I went to Apia Mountains. And after prayer, I was just walking on a certain um, way. And I heard a pastor making a phone call with one of his church members who was also in the house. And according to the message, you could see that the pastor was trained. The, the lady came out of prostitution and some sexual perversion kind of things. And the man of God helped the lady to come out of the thing for three months. But the man of God left to the mountains. Ah! And the lady went back. Certain guy lured the lady back into the thing. So the lady called the pastor and told her that, Papa, this happened. And you could literally feel the heart of a pastor. Oh, I do why. So I told you, the, the man nearly cried. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I said, wow, this is a pastor. This is a pastor. So I said, okay, you don't worry. I'll, I'll come down very soon, okay? You know, if you go to mom, go to my wife, she will help you. I was like, wow. Some of you, People in your church will fornicate, you hear about it. Hey, you create a WhatsApp group for it. Then you start discussing Johnson. Johnson and Joyce Lena. They start discussing. Do you, do you remember the last two weeks Johnson even called them? Hey, 
I was there. I was with John Cena. It was around 11 27 p.m. John Cena called and said, John Cena, where are you? And he said, Hey, then they said, The other one also typed it. They, they started recording voice notes. Hey, but Charlie, you do you do? Hey, I'm, that day too, I was, even, I was even on my way to lecture. And this is 11 27 p.m. Which lecture is that? Inside the church. Then all of a sudden, They will change their attitude towards you in church because you fornicated. Now, not saying fornication is good, it is very bad and it destroys the body of a man. But there is a way to help people out of it. That is why it is not easy to be a pastor. It's a bad thing to be a pastor. You can be an itinerant minister, you go and preach somewhere and go to another place and you'll be in your house. But if you're a pastor, that God has brought people to you. You, have, you, have, you are married to the church. You are helping them. It is not easy. It's not easy. When they need money, they will come to you. Meanwhile, you have your own family too. They will come. When they need this, they will come. They, they, you have to be in support. Are you following? It's not easy to be a pastor. That's why I respect pastors. Learn these things. You, you are here, you fornicated, they did not catch you. Johnson fornicated and they caught him. You are talking about it. You are talking, meanwhile, in the same church, you have eight girlfriends in the same church. You are causing ladies, their heads to be hitting. Hey, hey. There's one drum that you are playing. Small organ. Small organ. That you, are, you want to chew all the women in the church. <laughs> You see, many of us, many of us have brought the worldly mindset into church. Yes, you know, when we were in the world, when you sleep with a lady for one hour, two hours, Charlie, you are, you are the man. Hey, Charlie, you are a guy. Hey, then you will come and sit among people, you are discussing with your friends. So when you are walking and you just, the thing crosses your mind. And you're able to sleep with the lady for one hour, two hours. Why your shirt in the collar? Me here, sir. You see that then you change your movements more. It means like everybody, every, you think everybody is seeing you as a giant man. You are dying. Ooh, you are dying coming. I'm telling you. You know, some people can steal something and chill on the other You be smart guy. Hey, Charlie, you be smart. One day, one day, <laughs> one day they will catch you at Abosoka. You will carry a cheaper trucks engine for eight hours on your head. Then you will know. I'm telling you. Can I say this? There are two dimensions of sin that the Bible made mention of. We have what we call a sin that leads to death and a sin that does not lead to death. I won't talk about it much because that today is not a teaching. We are about to declare some prayers right now. But do you know, when you, you fornicate, the Bible made mention of something. The Bible said, All the sins that a man commits is without his body. What does it mean? 
First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. He said, Keep on running away from sexual immorality. Any other sin that a person commits is outside his body. Did you hear that? Outside his body. Like, what does he mean? That a sin is outside your body. But you just listen to what he said. He said, But the person who sins sexually sins against his own body. Mm. Are you following? Good. So when there are certain sins, when you commit them, it is against your own body. Your own body. And the problem here is that the Bible said this your body is actually the temple of the Holy Spirit. Can I open your eyes on something? It does not necessarily mean that the Holy Ghost is inside this physical body you have. No, that's not what it really means. When the Holy Spirit enters into a man, the place that the Holy Ghost resides is the heart of the man, in your heart. And that heart is not the physical one that pumps blood. It is the seat of the soul. That is where he is. And that is where he mingles with your spirit. But his main assignment is not in your spirit. His main assignment is not really in your soul. His main assignment is in your body. Are you with me? But he cannot do that without first mingling with your spirit and your soul. So I taught us the other time that when our spirits are regenerated, by the work of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, our souls are transformed so that our bodies will be conformed to the image of Christ. So the, the main assignment of the Holy Ghost is the conformation of your body to the image of Christ. That is why he's the one quickening your mortal body. His main assignment is your body. But that is not where exactly he's staying. He's living somewhere else, ruling over your body. But before he can take rulership over your body, it must pass through a means which is your soul. So if there is a block in your soul, the work of the Holy Spirit will be truncated. Are, are you listening to me? That is why you can have the Holy Ghost inside your heart, but still your life will not please God. You'll be living a certain wayward life, even though the Holy Ghost is inside your heart. Are you, are you, are you following Great. So we need to understand these things. Now, when you fornicate, you can get HIV, AIDS, and die. It is a sin to your body. You are sinning against your own body. When you eat too much, it is a sin against your own body. When you sleep too much, it is a sin against your own body. Anything you do, that prevents the Holy Spirit from fulfilling his main assignment in your body is a sin to your body. Now, hear what the Bible said. It, I wish I can say this way. Many of you will not get it, but let me say it. It is a sin to your own body 
God did not say that when you do that, you have sinned against me. He said, you have sinned against your own body. What is God trying to say? Do you know that all your sins have been forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross? I hope you know that. But you can fornicate and get HIV AIDS and die. Even though your sins have been forgiven. You can fornicate and you can go and sleep with somebody's wife and they will catch you and beat you. Meanwhile, your sins have been forgiven. Are you with me? Your sins have been forgiven. But the one you are doing right now, you are doing it against your own body. And as you do it against your own body, you get repercussions for that. Don't don't fornicate, don't fornicate with the hey, young man and what's this? Call no attire, attire. Teacher say, Missy, I get tired. Casabia won't Go and sleep with somebody who who is who is anointed with HIV, and you get the HIV too. Now you are now crying to God. God, please show me mercy. Please, I beg you, Father. Now, God, he has forgiven you, but I don't know about your body because it is your body that you sinned against. So talk to your body. <laughs> Do you know that the one that has more rulership over your body is the Holy Ghost? And this is the sin that Jesus talked about. He said, you can sin against the Father. You can sin against the Son. You forgive. But the one against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. What does it really mean? It is the one you are doing against your own body. So when you eat too much, especially in the night, and you don't expect that your stomach should become big, you are not serious. <laughs> 8 a.m., 12 a.m., 2 a.m., Banku, just say, hey! My dear, forget about it. You get... Are you following? Let us learn these things. This is what they are not teaching us in church. They are not teaching these things in church. And they think it is just medical thing. It is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. That is why cleanliness. You see, some of you, you can wear one boxer for 18 weeks. One boxer for 18 weeks. When you remove it and you want to come and wash it and your dog comes to you know, inhale something, you know, ah, two weeks later the dog has cancer and the dog will die. 18 weeks, one boxer. Huh? And you don't know that you sweat. These areas, no air is passing through these areas. Strong heat every day, and you are wearing one boxer. What is wrong with you? 
I know we are guys. You know, we the guys, Charlie, for, for the barbarity. <laughs> but I want to open your eyes on something. The more you become dirty, the more you, you stop the move of the Holy Spirit in your life. Write this thing down. Write this thing down. Because he is a Holy Spirit who does not like uncleanliness. Because any place that there is no cleanliness, there is a spirit of uncleanness that will come there. Unclean spirits, not places that are, that are dirty. So the more you become dirty, you invite a lot of unclean spirits to your life. And they are the ones that bring sicknesses. So anytime Jesus was healing somebody from sickness, he was speaking of the spirit of infirmity and an unclean spirit. Because when you become dirty, unclean spirits will come and they will end up putting sickness in your body. So being dirty means you are sinning against your own body. You will fall sick. Are you following? And there's one deeper thing also when it comes to fornication. The reason why Jesus said when you sin, when you fornicate, you are sinning against your own body. You see, sex is one of the most heaviest things in the world. I want to hit that again. Sex is not for fun. Are you with me? It is not something we enjoy our lives with. No! When a man sleeps with a woman, do you know what the Bible said? It means the man is giving his strength to the woman. And And you see, sex is a means of transaction. There is a mingling. I wish God would, when you see two people who are having sexual intimacy and your eyes are open just to look into their soul, what is happening in their soul, keke? You know it is not a joke. I'm telling you the truth. You will know it is not a joke. Are you listening? It is not a joke. People, two people can marry. They will keep having sex, ah, giving birth to children ah, after 25 years, 30 years of marriage. When you look at the face of the man and the face of the woman, it looks like they are siblings. Haven't you seen those things? Some of us are mothers and our fathers because they look alike. Because when you are having sex continuously with somebody, you are mingling your soul with the person's soul. And when you become alike, it is one that it is that point where the Bible speaks of you have become one flesh. At that moment, both of you, everything about if there is a spirit following the woman, the spirit will now follow the man too. If there is a spirit following the man, it will follow the woman too. Because you are now sharing a common thing by covenant. That is why the only person you should always have sex with is a woman you have vowed to stay with for the rest of your life as a wife. I'm telling you. You don't know the kind of spirits following some people. You don't know. 
that some women walking about spirits have already married them you are a young man you don't know anything you are just walking about with your something you want to enter everywhere okay Elilah will catch you Some people slept with some ladies, and from that day, they can't do anything in life. They want to start a business, but it will collapse. Anything they do does not work. The lady herself, she does not even know why you are struggling like that. For all you know, a certain spirit has already married the lady. And that spirit said, Ah, so you have come to sleep with my wife, we shall see. Now, that spirit is in charge of the young man's life, tormenting him. If they don't kill him, they make everything difficult for his life. And the guy is struggling. He does not know what is happening. Meanwhile, when the guy slept with the lady, it was just one night stand for eight years. He has not even heard from the lady before. But he's going through the negative impact of what happened. You talk to people. You see, they, we teach these things to let you know that sex is quite dangerous when it is not with your wife. Because it is a transaction. I'm telling you. So we are not putting, we are teaching you the reality. Are you listening to me? Some of you don't still understand why um, Jesus will tell you that don't fornicate. You don't know why the Bible is telling you not to fornicate because you are so drunk in fornicate. Let me take, let me teach you something about sin. Okay? What sin really want from a man is not for the man to fall. No. That is why you can fall today through fornication. Say the same, the same desire for sex for other women will come again. So what is that thing looking for? After, after I have fallen, everybody has insulted me. You this feeling you are still coming again for me to run after other women. What are you looking for? What sex is looking for is not necessarily your falling. Sex wants to have dominion over your life. Sex wants to rule you. Sin wants to rule your entire life. Now let me say this. You see, there is a point in your life if you keep entertaining certain sins, eh, you will start getting ideas. You will start getting reasons why you should keep doing it. You start getting certain reasons why you why, why is it that they are telling us not to forget it. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. At that point, what is happening is that that sin is ruling over your life. You become so, you, 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 you drench yourself in it in such a way that you just can't disconnect yourself from it. And you see the thing, the deception that the enemy gives to people. Listen to me carefully. Eh? Because you are flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Because you are flesh and blood, sin is trying to rule over your body. Because you are flesh and blood, sin is trying to rule over your body. Now, the only way you can overcome sin in your life is to die to the flesh. Are you sure? To die to the what does it mean to die to the flesh? What will a mosquito do to a dead body? Hmm? What will a mosquito do to it? So there's a dead body and a mosquito is biting it. What will you do to it? Because the person is dead to anything external. 
that is how we can overcome sin. You need to die to sin. So when sin comes to you, you are already dead. Then it will go back. Now, how can you die to your flesh? Does that mean you should take a knife and stab yourself? No. The only way to die to the flesh is first to be alive to the spirit. To be alive in the spirit. That is the only way to die to the flesh. Because there is an enmity between your flesh and the spirit, the spirit of God. Can you all hear me please? Yes, to be alive in this. How do you be, become someone who is alive in the spirit? Let me tell you. Give your mind to the things of the spirit more than any natural thing. Are you following? Give your mind. The Bible said, if that minds the spirit, the same is spiritual. When we say somebody is of the flesh, the person is carnal, you can never overcome sin in carnality. Are you with me? Some of you, there is this spirit of lust that has come to reside. And that spirit is always looking for food. You see the thing? First, they will get a location that is your, your soul. Then, once they are there, they want to be fed. How do they get their food? When you keep watching movies that are having sexual content, you are feeding that spirit. And the more you feed that spirit, the more the spirit becomes strong. And the more the spirit becomes strong, the more it manifests its works in your life. So if you decide that from today, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I will never watch any sexual content again, you are starving a certain spirit. And the more you starve the spirit, the more the spirit leaves your life. It will get to a different place. The first thing is that you prepare a place in your soul for the spirit to come and dwell there. Are you listening to me? So whatever you give your mind to, begin to prepare a place in your soul. So if you love watching pornographic things, you are preparing a place in your soul for the spirit of lust. The more you keep watching, the more you are preparing the place. And the more you prepare the place, the more the spirit of lust will be gravitating towards you. Now, it will now come and reside in your soul and you will never want to go anywhere. Because there are plenty of demons walking about looking for the souls of men to dwell and disturb their lives. They are disembodied spirits. They don't have bodies. So they are looking for a place where they can reside and work their works. And the things that we do allow them, prepares our soul for them to come and dwell there. Are you with me? So there is what we call the spirit of anger. There are some of you listening to me. When you get angry, nobody we can pour, we can put you in deep freezer still, the heat will not go down. When you get angry, 
Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Then you are shaking. You, hey, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Nobody should touch me. Nobody. You are just because you are angry. Now, if you continue like this, you are inviting a spirit of anger into your soul. Now, when that spirit of anger comes to reside in your soul, my dear sister, people can't play with you again. Don't just say a funny thing. Hey, your forehead is big. Hey, me, my forehead is big. Me. (laughs) Problem will come. You can't play with people. Can't play with you anymore. But if you decide that Holy Ghost help me, I don't want this anymore. The Lord will start helping you. And the, the moment you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, that place that was once prepared for the spirit of anger to dwell, that place will be losing its original you know, atmosphere. The spirit will now find it very difficult. It is now like you have taken a fish from the waters and you have put the fish on the land. The fish will be suffocating, suffocating, suffocating till it dies. That is what happens. So the more you prepare yourself to get that atmosphere of anger from your heart. You are making the place uncomfortable for the spirit of anger. It will leave. And once it leaves, you realize that you are free. Are you with me? And sometimes we do this by what we call deliverance. We cast them out. Sometimes we cast them out well, once the place has not yet been changed. You see? So when you cast that spirit of anger out and still inside your soul there is this kind of anger you have not yet worked on it you, you would have to do that that is what the bible said when a demon is casted out of a person and it goes out through dry places and sees that he does not have any place to dwell it will say let me go back to my previous house and the bible said when he when he comes back to the previous house and looks that the place is empty that means the person has not worked in that place. The place is still, you know, prepared as a place of lust. Because when the spirit of lust was casted out, the person still kept on pulling, kept on watching pornographic things. The person will sit down and watch movies with a whole lot of sexual content. The more you do this, you are still making the place intact for spirit to come and dwell there again, even though they have been casted out. That is why we pray for people today and cast out the spirit of lust. The following week, we are praying for them again. Are you following? So prepare the place. And the Bible said, when the spirit comes back and sees that the place is empty, he will go and invite other seven spirits that are much more wicked than him. Then he will come and dwell in the person. And the, the current case of the person is worse than before listen if you follow these words of the spirit that god has given to us you will become a wonder in your generation i know the spirits are trying to force you to fornicate Spirits are forcing you to masturbate. I know. Spirits are forcing you to cheat on your husband, to cheat on your wife. I know there is this kind of lust trying to have full control over your life. I know. But you see, give your whole focus. Spend time with spiritual things than you spend time with natural things. Because natural things are the means through which the enemy will pass 
sin to come to your life. You follow me? Yes. So that some of you should decide even right now that you will never watch any kind of movie again. The only movie you watch is Christian movies. Because you are helping yourself. At that moment, what you are doing is that you are you are trying to destroy the place of lust that was prepared in your heart through pornography and profane kind of things. Once you keep watching these godly movies, you realize that the desire in your heart for these sexual things will be going down gradually. Gradually. It will not be at once. It's a gradual process. Gradually. 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 And you do that only by focusing so much on spiritual things. Give much attention to spiritual things. Hey, you can be in church and not be spiritual. I'm telling you, you can be in church and not be spiritual. Yes, if you want some of the Christian movies, go to um, YouTube. Hmm? There is a certain man, his name is Damilola Mike Bamiloye. I'm typing the name here. And that is um, Mount Zion, you know, yeah, Mount Zion Ministries, their movie product, production team. Well, you, you would love most of their movies. You would, you would love scriptural movies and spiritual movies. I'm telling you. You, it will help you build a certain mindset for the things of God. Let me tell you, you see, people of God, here we prophesy, God gives us testimonies. But if all these things mean you understand, sin is hunting our lives. Joy, you will not get some. Joy, joy, you will not get some. I'm telling you, it's a serious thing I'm talking about you. Yes. You are not fine in yourself. But when you are walking in righteousness, the Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. My God, my God. The righteous is as bold. When the enemy stands before you and he, he tries to attack your mind, say, hey, by the righteousness of Christ Jesus, by the blood, get out of my life. But when you are fornicated and the enemy has come to your family to snatch your daughter, you find it difficult to handle this matter. Amen. Now, we are not here to condemn anybody. The blood of Jesus has cleansed your sins. All your sins have been forgiven. Let me tell you the, the truth of the matter. Your past, your present, and your future sins, they have all been cleansed by Jesus Christ. But do you know something? So it is not sinlessness that will take you to heaven. Many of you don't get it. It is not sinlessness that will take you to the Father. The only thing that takes you to the Father is Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something about what sin can do to let a believer lose his salvation. You know, some of us have told us that when you when you have your salvation, that is all. You cannot lose salvation. It is not entirely true. A pastor was very anointed. 
prophet, very anointed. But this prophet followed his gift and the anointing. And once he was building the, the gift, he did not focus on his character. And meanwhile, this one was way a womanizer way back and the calling king. So once he was releasing the gift and prophesying to people, women became a problem for him. He began to sleep with women. And the more he began to sleep with women and begin to do negative things, the anointing begins to go down. It will not go down at once, no. But it will, the sharpness of the, of the gift will go down gradually. The, you see, there is an anointing and there is a gift. When a person engages in immorality, the first thing that leaves your life is the anointing. But the anointing is God's integrity. And God's integrity is revealed in character. So whenever you are fornicating as a man of God and you are still prophesying, you are actually insulting God in a way. You want to tell the people that God can be gifted and still do negative things. That is what you are trying to say. So God will take his anointing. Now, when God takes the anointing, the anointing is the empowerment on the gift. When God takes the anointing, the gift can be there, but it will start going down gradually. So you realize that at first, how sharp you were, you prophesy to people, immediately they get testimonies, that thing will go. You prophesy, people will struggle, the testimonies will not be coming. The little realize that the, the sharpness of the prophetic will, be, will, will start draining, it will keep going down, it will become blunt. Now, you already have a name, everybody knows you to be a great man of God. When you prophesy, it is so sharp. Now you have realized within yourself, you are going down. The visions are not really coming as they used to come. If you still want to keep the name, if you get to a certain point where the visions will even go down, they will not even come. Now, about 10,000 people have met, 5,000 people, 2,000 people in the church waiting for you to come and prophesy. And you know that it is gone. So what are you going to do? It is in this that the enemy will start speaking. Because you want to keep the name, friends will try to lead you to negative altars that are not the Lord. Because if you want to restore that gift and that anointing, it will take time. And that period that it will take for you to restore, you have to hide. Meanwhile, 2,000 people are already waiting for you. How can you hide? So you would want to look for something fast and sharp that will try to sustain your name. That is where a lot of men of God who were once called of God, anointed of God, later ended up on occultic altars. Now, if you try to receive power from a negative source, the first thing they will tell you to do is to denounce Christ Jesus. The first thing they will tell you from today, say that you will not believe in Jesus again. He's no more God. He's no more this. Now, once you have said that, they will now give you the power. And understand that that is the way you got saved. So if you denounce, you have not been saved again. You have undone your salvation. Are you following? Anybody whose soul is connected to a negative altar has already denounced Christ. That is what they do. So they can be in church, but they are not with Christ. Christ is not in their hearts anymore. Now, this person, if you think, the person was once 
godly anointed servant of the Lord. Someone said, I just woke up from a dream and that was what you told me. I told you that thing in a dream. Look at that. What I'm just saying right now. People of God, let us learn these things. Hallelujah. Amazing. 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 You see, let me tell you, nobody is born so pure that you don't have any sin on you. Nobody. Are you listening to me? Yes. You might be having certain, you know, shortcomings when it comes to your character. But if you don't decide to let God help you, it can destroy many things, even to the extent of causing you to lose salvation. That is how dangerous sin can become. I'm telling you, that's how dangerous sin can become. It will lead you, sir, then you will, you will not find any joy in Christ again. You will denounce Christ and join yourself to occultic altars. Are you with me? Listen, Jesus has already opened his eyes. He loves you deeper, more than you think. He loves you. He, Jesus he loves you. He wants you to come to him and say, Lord, I'm struggling with fornication. And I know it is blocking a lot of doors that you, you have opened for me. I don't want to live this kind of life and, and just you know, pretend as if you're fine. And deep inside, I know something is wrong. I know this is why you came. I know that is why you gave me the Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Now, go you go on your knees, you cry on the Lord Jesus. We have all been there before, but the Lord helped us. He said, The Lord helped us. He's our helper. Once you call for His help, He will be like a soldier standing close to you, ready to lift you from the the, the miry clay and clean you, wash you, and now tell you that go, I am with you. Always ready, always ready. The problem is this when we don't call on Him, we try to struggle in ourselves, making it look like we can do it. But when we come before Him, that is why even your sins cannot stop you from coming before the Lord. Because when you know you have sinned, you, you tell him to help you by his blood. His blood will now wash you. Then you come boldly. Come boldly. He's ready to help. He's ready to lift you up. He's ready to make every crooked path in your life straight. Hallelujah. Some of us, we are not into any immorality. We don't have a problem with women. We don't have a problem with, with, with theft. We don't have a problem with all these kind of things. But the thing is, when people hurt us, we find it difficult to forgive them. We find it very difficult to forgive them. Some of you can be walking about with a whole lot of people's issues in your heart. I know that marriage did not end well. And it was the, the fault of your husband. But please, let it go. Let it go. Don't still keep that thing. 
will make the work of the Holy Spirit difficult in your life. And you know, he's the only person that the devil is afraid of in this world. So once you join yourself to him, you become also an entity that the devil is afraid of. But if you let the Holy Ghost move aside, you become a prey to the enemy. Let the Lord help you. Let him help you. You want to lift your voice in a short prayer. Holy Spirit, any place in my life that is not in alignment to your will. Father, there is this addiction problem in my life. There is this kind of sin that easily besets me. Yes, I can pray, I can fast. But when it is about women, I just lose control. I just can't handle it. I know, I, I, I admit it. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. I pray, I fast. Yes, I, don't, I can't pretend to be fine when I know that at the workplace, I try to just use means and means to get money. Which is not the right way. Lord, help me. Your ways are righteous. And I want to walk in your way. Help me, Lord. That is your prayer. Spirit of the living God. Help me. Thou art my helper. Sometimes people will push you. And you want to say something. But when the Spirit holds your tongue, you swallow the words you wanted to see and you take them out of your heart. Lord, help me. Help my situation of anger. When I get angry, I end up destroying things. I even end up kissing people. This is not the life that you intended that you live. Spirit of the living Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. I know. Jesus brought you to me as my helper. But if I could help myself, I wouldn't need any other helper. The reason why you are my helper is because I need help. Help me, Father. Help me, Father. Spirit of the living God. Help me in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. There is your prayer. Help me, Lord. 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 Spread the Lord's hearts. Rabada, the shadows. Men let the devil become a harvest. But they look his brother. He panic at us. Shepherd out the Empress Benibans. I like a habitat. The Shepherdabans. The Toros Shepherdabans. Men let the devil become a harvest. Of Jesus, 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you, there is going to be an arrest of the Spirit in your heart. You will burst into tears. You will just burst into tears. You will lie down. The Lord is working on people right now. In the name of Jesus. You will change the family. They want to use that sin to prevent you from changing the family. But it's a lie. The Lord has helped you today. He has empowered you. You will change the story of your family. That financial issue in your family, the Lord will use you to change it. You might be a woman. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God is raising women that are apostles. God is raising women that are prophetesses in the name of Jesus. Graceland, receive the grace of a prophet in the name of Jesus. On this day of your life, may the gracious Lord order your steps in the name of the Lord Jesus. Nothing can stop you. And then as God is gifting you with a prophetic grace, it will start in dreams today. The Holy Spirit just told me that he's building you up as a great voice in the name of Jesus. Then Dennis, receive that grace. Receive that grace. Receive that grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am walking at a place. The angel said this place is Sandima. If you are from Sandima, let me see your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If you are from Sandima, I want to pray for you. May the preservation of the Lord be upon you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your life is preserved. Negative altars cannot destroy your life. In the name of Jesus. As the Holy Ghost has taken charge of your whole life, I command everything in your life that is not godly to disappear. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the goodness of the Lord Locate your destiny in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is a well. The Lord is touching you in Jesus' name. The Lord said he's raising you as a voice and he will use you to win a lot of souls even to himself. I saw spiritually. I entered into a place. And when I entered there, I saw you there. But all the people that were there were Muslims. And I saw that you were preaching to them. The Lord is giving you an assignment even in the Islamic community. And the Lord said, He took you out of that place because I looked, I saw, and I watched, and I could see that you were once connected to an Islamic background. And I even heard a name that they used to call you, Nash, Nash, Nash. And the Lord said to me to tell you, He took you from that place so that you go back to the place and win souls, even for His glory. Lord is releasing an anointing for healing on you right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Whatever he has started with your life will surely be completed in glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I prophesy over your destiny. You will be lifted and nothing will bring you down in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I call it down. I call it down in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mrs. Campbell, the Lord is going to release grace on your children. I saw spiritually. I was traveling with the angel of the Lord. We are standing at the place right now. 
and where we are standing, the angel said, as you enter a house, the angel even told me that the place that we are right now is a place like Domek. Domain. He said, Domain. we entered into a house, and when we entered, I saw a young girl, and the angel said I should pray for that girl, because they want to release an attack against her academic life, and they are trying to do this, trying to release pain in her head and in her eyes, as she spiritually, thank you Holy Ghost, in spiritually the name genevieve appeared even before my eyes and the lord said preservation is coming upon the life of genevieve in the name of jesus she will not die the lord will preserve her she will become a great woman academically god will lift her and i see spiritually that your last daughter is genevieve the lord said a door of traveling even will open for genevieve and it will be through a scholarship in the mighty name of the lord jesus whatever the lord has started let it be perfected and i'm even praying for you mrs come and get ready because there is a certain admission letter i am seeing right now the lord said you too get ready a door even to the school is about to open unto you in the mighty name of the lord jesus what the lord has started let it be completed in jesus precious mighty name i call it done i call it done if you are here and your husband is called alex your husband is called Alex. Let me see your hand. Your husband is called Alex. Let me see your hand. I want to pray for you. Your husband is called Alex. I want to pray for you. Otima, I am praying for your husband. The Lord said to me to tell you that he's releasing a covering over your husband's life and he's releasing an understanding even into your husband. As he spiritually, you have been praying a prayer and the prayer is that the Lord should touch your husband because I see that many times you want to go to some places to pray, but your husband does not allow you. And this thing has become a certain burden even on your heart, and you don't even know what to do. But you prayed a certain prayer, and the Lord told me that he has answered that prayer, for his hand will touch Alex, and he will understand even the calling that God has placed upon your life. And use your husband as a point of contact. I pray for your son in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any attack of the enemy that is against your son, I curse it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command that asthmatic attack they want to release even on your child to go back to the sender in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The preservation of the Lord has come upon you. You will do well even in Jesus' precious mighty name. I call it down in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mrs. Apal, get ready. God is about to favor. You have a good heart. And the Lord said, because of your good heart, He's about to change your story. For as see spiritually, a traveling door must open for yourself, your husband, and even your entire family. And the Lord said to me to tell you, this is the day that He has shown you great mercy. Before the end of this year, some way, somehow, God will open a door of traveling for your family. And I declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord will cause it to happen, even according to His word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that anything your husband has lost, may the Lord restore it unto him. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I declare that greatness will be released on your family. In Jesus' precious mighty name, I call it that. Irene, Pope, the Lord said that she will release grace over your destiny. 
and cause you even to walk in greatness. I saw spiritually that there is a door of marriage that God is about to open. The Lord said anything that is trying to frustrate your marital life, the Lord says that he's about to release an attack against that particular thing. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Irene, I want to talk to you. And the Lord said I should release a sword against a certain woman who has withstood your marriage for a long time. There is a woman who is trying to oppose your marriage. But the Lord is showing me that woman. And the angel said, this woman must not go unpunished. And I saw in the spirit realm, the angel said I should mention the name of the woman. I saw this woman, they call her Antiata, Antiata, Antiata. This woman has been tormenting your mind for a long time. The Lord is ministering to me to tell you that he is, you know her. It's okay. It's okay. That's all. The Lord said to me to tell you, he's about to preserve your life. And whatever he has purpose for your destiny is about to be made manifest in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Your marital door has opened. Get ready. Your marital door has opened. And whatever the Lord has said concerning your life will surely come to pass. As I was just praying for your marriage, I saw another lady also appear. And she also said, man of God, if I pray for my sister, pray for me too. Because we are twins. We came out of the same room. And she said she's called Anita. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I should release that same grace even for marriage upon Anita. So that both of you will enter into a glorious moment of marriage. And whatever the Lord has purpose for your life will surely be made manifest in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Mighty God, let your will be done in the lives of your people. In Jesus' precious mighty name, I call them Sandra. The Lord is speaking to me to tell you there is a woman that is trying to withstand your, your, your recruitment even into the army. A woman has withstood this for a long time. Now the Lord is speaking to me to tell you that his wind has blown the woman away. And this time around, you hear good news. In the mighty name of the Lord, I heard that they were mentioning names of people even to be recruited into the army, and your name was mentioned. Get ready. God is about to change your story. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I call it down. I call it down. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Get ready. The Lord is bringing a gift out of you that will, that will transform the nations of the world. And the Lord will open a door of traveling, even for yourself and for your husband. I saw spiritually that a door opened even for you, your husband, and I saw a child that was also with you. Get ready. God is about to change your story. There is a door even to the UK that will open even unto you. I declare whatever the Lord has started, let it be perfected in the name of the Lord Jesus. I call him. Ketri, do you have a passport? Ketri, do you have a passport? For there is a passport I am seeing right now. And the Lord said, he's about to release a visa even into you. And that visa is actually the visa of the United Kingdom. Get ready. Father, let your will be done as you have declared. In Jesus' precious mighty name, I call it down. I call it down. Benedicta, Afari, I'm praying for you. There is a grace on your life for you to marry a man of God. Because God is granting you great wisdom. And he's granting you great wisdom for counseling. And I see spiritually that the Lord will lift you and make you a great woman. The nations of the world will celebrate you. The Lord said to me to tell you, get ready. A strong prophetic gift is also going to be built within you. And whatever the Lord has started will surely be perfected. Receive that grace even to walk in excellence and also to walk in the gift of the Lord. In Jesus' precious mighty name, I call it down. Monica, favored, I'm praying for you. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to me to tell you that a new door is about to open for you. 
I saw my spirit moving around. And I saw that we appeared at a place with the angel of the Lord. And where we are standing, the angels of this place is Kigali. Kigali. The Lord ministered to me and said, He's going to open a certain door for you. One day you will find yourself in a place called Kigali, like Rwanda, a place like that. And the Lord is ministering to me to tell me, He has prepared amazing things. Even at the... You are there. You are in Kigali. You are at the immigration office in Kigali. Did you just Hallelujah. Wow. Alright, then this is what the Lord is telling me to tell you. Get ready, he's about to open great doors for your life. And he's about to elevate you. You will get a lot of money. God will raise you and make you a great woman. And listen to me. There is a seat in Ghana that God is preparing for you. You will one day become an MP in the nation Ghana. You will become an ambassador that God will even use. And the Lord is telling me to tell you, get ready. For a new door is about to open unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I declare over the life of your daughter. Let the heavens be opened above her and cause every good thing. Ah, the Lord said I should tell you to tell your husband. For a new door is also about to open for him. I see a big hospital that a certain guy has built. Very big, even in Ghana. And I saw that it is a hospital that deals with like issues concerning the eyes of people. Like it's like a certain eye clinic, but it is very big. And I saw that the man that was standing in front of that hospital, the Lord told me that this man is your husband. Your husband is an eye doctor. Yempa, yempa. He's an optometrist. The Lord, tell your husband that God will bless him. God will open greater doors for him. And both of you will do well. I'm watching you already. I'm watching you already on the television and I'm seeing that you are, you are on the television with your husband and you are giving some updates. The Lord said, get ready. He's about to open the heavens for you and whatever he has started will surely be perfected in your life. Congratulations. The Lord bless us all and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I hope you have been blessed this afternoon. Mommy Harry, the Lord bless you for me. The Dubai, not there, you will go in the name of the Lord Jesus. <coughs> Mommy Harry, God bless you. As for the Dubai, you will go in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
The Lord bless us all and increase us in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Please, right after here, I'm going to upload the session. You can listen to the message and also listen to the prophecies. Because there are some of you, you know every prophecy that was given to people. You have written everything in your book. <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank God for your sharp memory in Jesus. Don't forget your own in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We bless God. God bless you. God bless you. I pray that the wisdom of God will increase in you in the name of Jesus. God bless you, Consuela. My regards to your husband. Tell him God is about to shock him. He will open his mouth once he's in an aeroplane traveling. He will open his mouth. How it will happen? Let him leave it to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. God willing, yesterday we were supposed to meet in the evening, but um, the whole UCC will be having a crusade and they were meeting for a prayer session, so I had to join them. We're going to also pray with them so that God can fulfill whatever He has planned to do. Hallelujah. So please, God willing, um, this evening we are going to meet. And um, the time is going to be 8 p.m. So please, let's take note. 8 p.m. Let's take note. Amen. Uh, because we will have a prayer session. Um, with, I'll have a prayer session with my people this evening from 7 p.m. Yeah. So those of you who are on UCC campus, 7 p.m. exactly on the Amamoma field, we are meeting to pray. So make sure you join us. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you. So we shall meet at exactly... Someone said, is there a WhatsApp group? Yes, please. I, think, I don't know whether the WhatsApp, they have increased the number of um, people that are supposed to be on. I'll, I'll check that. I think I think I heard something like that. So um, I will check that and add all those who are not on the group to the WhatsApp page. They have increased it to 500 people. All right, all right. So I will, I will work on that and I'll let my, my son, Pastor George, and um, the Royal Doctor Prince add all of you to the page. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. So once I'm done. I'll let you know how um, we are going to add you all to the WhatsApp platform. And also the Telegram too. Um, God willing, next to we are going to start some live sessions on the Telegram. Are you following? Yeah. So that at least that place too will be quite active. So if you don't have Telegram, make sure you, you download one and you know, join the platform. The Lord is going to help us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Please, um, once it is exactly 3 p.m., you can break your fast if you are in Ghana. But if you are in Kaswa, you are not breaking your fast with the Ghanaians. Are you listening to me? <coughs> Amen. So please, 
and learn that. Uh, so please, the, my fellow, um, be my, my fellow. Where I see Castle River, my fellow Castle. Okay, yes, okay. Yeah, let me just. Uh, Kaswa people, God bless. I won't add any fellow to it. <laughs> Tell me, so what is my oh, my son Benedict is not here. Okay, but if I in Kaswa, God bless you. May the Lord increase His grace on your lives, so that at least you will move from Kaswa to a better place. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This is our Ufahunama Bufua. It is your own book. Huh? Yeah, Bufu Bienin. All right, God bless you. We shall meet God willing this evening at exactly 8 p.m. If you want to support the work of God with any seed, the number is 0240312551. God bless you. If you want to be a covenant partner, to send me a text on that same number. I think I have a lot of people to add to the Covenant Partners WhatsApp page and also the School of the Prophets. I'll try and do that. It's not my fault. You know, the pressure. Yeah, a lot of people have come and you know, but the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.
God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. We shall meet God willing this evening. Shalom. Bye-bye. All right, the number is 0240312551. 0240312551. God bless you. God bless you.